At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hi guys, it's the Honest Generation podcast. Um, this is our seventh podcast and we decided to talk about eating disorders and body dysmorphia. Um, it is something that has affected both Kim and I. So we decided to just delve in a bit deeper. Kim had mentioned it in her first podcast and she got a response from a few girls and, you know, a few people had related to it a bit. Um, so we just said we'd talk about our experiences and yeah, hope you guys enjoy. Okay, so I'm going to talk about my experience with body image and eating disorders first. Um, Okay, so I'll start back when I first became, like, aware of my body. And when was that? Um, okay, so when I was, like, it's hard to really remember, but, like, I know when I was a child, like, I wasn't aware of my body. I, I don't remember, like, in primary school up until, I think, fifth class was when I first became aware of, like, my figure, yeah. so to speak. So it was... I think, yeah, I, so I said this before in, like, the first podcast, I think. I think it was when I left, uh, I was leaving a class, like our, what you call it, like, prefab, and then one of the lads said something like, it was either, like, whale or Stop. rhino or something like that. Oh, my God. Oh, no, something like that. But see, even thinking now, like, that could have been, you know, when you're younger and you hear anything and you, you automatically think it's about you. Yeah, you think about I've like, always thought back, maybe it wasn't, it could have been anything, but anyways, yeah. I heard Kim and like, I don't know, some sort of fat animal anyways. And I remember going home and I was like, am I fat? Is that what I am? So then that's when it started. I was like, after that, I was like, okay. Like if those lads um, think I'm fat, then I must be fat. So I go on a diet. Yeah. And then in fifth class, that's when I started dieting. And um, how did you go about like dieting to start? Um, oh, it's so long ago. I can't remember how exactly I initially started. I remember um, reading Mam's Inquirer magazines and uh, like all these different like models and stuff had like what they eat in a day and stuff like that. So I remember kind of going off that. Um, I remember just trying not to eat bad food. I say that in quotations, but I had such little knowledge because what was I like? 11. Was I 11? Yeah, around 11. Yeah. Not really knowing what bad food is. Um, yeah. So. I and like, know. I know when, um, like when I was that age or whatever, like bad food would just be like, just sweets and like, it'd be so like, mm like there'd be no depth to it at all no, it'd be just like yeah. what you weren't allowed on the weekends or something like that or what you weren't allowed like during the week you know yeah I remember thinking it was like burgers and chips yeah bad. I remember yeah because I remember it's like the first day of my diet I like decided I was like okay this is my diet now and then my dad was making burgers and chips and then I was like okay I'll eat them and then I had them and then I was like so upset going to bed like so upset and I was like okay tomorrow it will actually start I remember telling my mom like I'm starting to diet but after these burgers and chips and she just wasn't really paying attention to me like um which is really bad because like she should have seen like eleven year old talking about dieting and saying I'll start tomorrow, but they she don't know. They don't though. know. No. They don't like, yeah. and they. I think like, with and that I feel just to sorry for her. Like, yeah, you know? with that generation too. Like they, like they have grown up with you know like really skinny models as their like you know their Wonder Woman or their like you know who they look up to like yeah. and that's like Twiggy and like all of them yeah. like you know <laughs> say Twiggy because like the name or the name is even so weird like <laughs> but like you know they were all their like role models so like I feel just as bad for them because like you know I see it mom mom was the same with me she didn't bat an eyelid to like me starting a diet when I was really young too yeah. you know um so I like I feel just as bad for her like yeah. but even now she like she is conscious about her weight like yeah I know same with mom like I she's come on so much well no not not no mom is has actually she's come on so much from being so like having such experience with diets but at the same time I still notice that she says things like I'm feeling very fat today and then I'm like mom stop saying that and she'll either go I know I know or she's like I'm allowed to say what I want like it'll yeah. go one or the other like yeah. she does get it but at the same time um, I suppose we they don't have the the kind of not passion but like 
feeling, the strong feeling we have behind it. Yeah. Um, because I even remember, like, mom, I suppose it would draw attention to, um, like, it would kind of introduce you to dieting, like, when mom used to get ready for nights out when I was younger and in primary school, and she'd be like, oh, do I look nice? And she'd be like, oh, I feel so fat. And you're looking at your mom, and you think your mom's the most beautiful person in the world. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, is she is she fat? Then I'm fat, or something like that, you know? Mm. That's why it's so good, like, for people to, more people to talk about it now, like, raising kids and stuff. Not to, your kids think you're the most beautiful thing in the world, like. And if you, you know, insult yourself or talk negatively towards yourself, that hurts them too. Yeah, because it is their their language you pick up. Mm. And you're like, oh my God, yeah, I am so fat. And like, even like how they look in the mirror, like the first thing they do be like, oh, I'm I'm fat or I'm, oh, look at my belly there. You Mm. know what I mean? And then like, when you're growing up and you're seeing that, like, it's not, it's not that positive, you know? Yeah. Um, But like. Of course, we, we've learned about it now, you know, yeah. but I do feel for them, like... I know, I know, like, and I, I feel bad for my mom even talking about this now because she looks back and she's like, oh, I wish I had known. Yeah. But I remember mom's, like, how she dealt with it, which at the time was probably woke, in quotations, woke for her. Yeah. I remember at the time she was like, you know, it doesn't, you know, you are perfect, but if you're not happy, then it's, you know, you're okay, it's okay to do something about it because, yeah. you know... um if the most important thing is that you feel good in yourself yeah and that was you know I can see where she's coming from yeah but at the same time you look back and it's an 11 year old child they're perfect no matter what they look like yeah you know? yeah and your bodies are naturally going to change and stuff like that you yeah. can't be dying at 11 like you can't be no but like it is fair though too like I do agree that oh no, yeah I know. you know like if there is something you can do to help yourself and your self-esteem like you yeah know, do that but like it's different when you're 11 and completely uneducated like, yeah, yeah that's it that's it exactly. like so you started dieting then in what sixth class is it fifth class going fifth, sixth class. class yeah I feel like I did it like um slowly um and then I like kind of so I I know I like no idea how to do it so yeah. I was just doing things like not trying not eat burgers and chips trying to eat healthier food yeah and then when I got into sixth class I realized I was like I woke up one day and I I saw that something had changed so that was like the worst thing that could have happened because as soon as I saw that whoa you actually can't I think I always thought it was a myth like and then I saw that you actually could lose weight I saw a change in my my body like I saw that I was thinner yeah and that was like massive dopamine hit mm. and then I realized like oh I can do anything now and I got mad ambitious yeah um and then you know it was how little could I eat and stuff like that and then you lose more and more weight and like even small stuff like I remember it's mad so I remember being obsessed with my friend's bodies like um when I was in sixth class like um like all like say our group of friends like you know who's in our class like Kate um uh, Mary Rachel Katie Lolly, who am I forgetting? I don't know. I'm definitely forgetting someone. Anyways, like the group at Erin, like, yeah. you know, it's a group that you hang out with. Yeah. Um, irrelevant. But I remember, like, just looking at the rest of the like, oh, I want to be this thin as them. Yeah. And, like, as well, like, even going back to the mindset of a 12-year-old, like, obsessed with clothes and, like, Hollister and stuff. Yeah. And everyone had Hollister and Abercrombie, and I was like, well, like, I'd love to wear those pants, those pink Hollister pants, but I'm too fat. Like, yeah. my thighs are too big or whatever. So I remember... Um, like hearing the girls talk about like, oh, what, you know, this is a small or whatever. And I was like, okay, well, I have to fit into a small then. I'm the same height as her, I have to fit into a small. Mm. I remember going up, um, my brother's ex-girlfriend, Elaine. I remember her bringing me up to Dundrum and like buying like a wardrobe of Hollister clothes uh, for the future. Oh. So I bought them all in the, the sizes. The size. Yeah, I, got, I bought them all like, so, you know, the pink Hollister pants and a small and the jumper and a small or whatever. And I put them in a box at the bottom of my bed. And then, like, a couple of months later, when I'd lost the weight, I went to put them on and they were all too big. The tag's still on them. Oh, my God. So fucking tragic. Like, yeah. Isn't that so sad? Yeah. And then I just remember thinking, I was like, well, how are these too big? And they fit my friends, but I'm, I'm still fat. So the body dysmorphia had completely set in then. Yeah. Because I had no um, true reflect. I couldn't see my body mm. um, truly. Like, I couldn't see anything. All I could see was, like, a fat person. Yeah. Who needs to be fixed? Yeah, mad, and that I, was a twelve luck. I um I got that with um my friends too. So yeah. Kim and I went to different primary schools or whatever, and my three friends like I don't think they know this or whatever, but like, like I was I was a small child like like I was very skinny or whatever, but I was I was really tall. And I'd say I'd be big boned like you know, mm. and I like 
would have like bigger legs than the girls or whatever and oh like it haunted me like Mm. oh my god I did so many like workouts like just like trying to trying to be like the girls like you know trying to fit in like Mm. they're your best friends and I always just felt like I was towering them like when I like I wasn't at all like Mm. I look back in photos like oh my god like yeah you know I really I really was not that at all but it literally like I remember it was like we were in a playhouse like um in in the school or whatever and like we were just messing like and the girls are like oh oh she's so big like her legs are so heavy or something like that and like it was so innocent you know it was only you know they're only joking like or I don't know but I remember just going home and I was like oh my god like I just feel so massive you know Mm. um and yeah again like just started dieting um from then really like uh I I'd say it really started though in first year first year of school yeah because I think it like I had more control like in first year over what you ate what I ate yeah like I remember starting school and like all I ate was salads and fruit salads Uh, like Mm. you know the tinned fruit like no (laughs) no idea what I was eating like but it was healthy like at the same time you know but um yeah and like going in first year then with yourself how did you find that um like I said before, like my dieting got, it was at its worst, maybe at the start, I kind of fluctuated throughout the years. But before first year, I remember thinking if I don't, if I'm not thin enough um, for secondary school, then nothing will be right. So it was just my goal yeah. to get skinny, get skinny, get, I remember I can even go back into the mindset, like get skinny, get perfect um, to go into secondary school. But like there was so much like behind that. Now I look back and like through camps and stuff, there was so much behind it. It was just my lack of stability at home like my need for control yeah and I control myself and how I looked in the world so I just did that mm. and it was like you know get the uniform and even I remember the girls and um, there was like you know like pictures that you put up on Facebook or whatever like of like your group of friends starting uh first year yeah I remember looking at like the the group of girls above me so like you Leanne's year and like all them girls yeah and I remember seeing them and I was like like it's so it's so funny but I remember thinking like oh yeah I need to look like that like yeah. I need to look like those girls like when I'm 13 or 12 13 going into first uh, year that's when I need to look like these be like these girls yeah like you just have no sense of self like it's fucking so funny yeah. <laughs> and uh, and if you look at those photos like they're fucking like all our photos are terrible <laughs> but I remember just thinking I was like they are the coolest girls ever like, yeah and um, so I got my uniform, whatever, and I tried on every day. And I, like, I had to wear a six into the first day of school. Like, I had to wear a six. I couldn't wear yeah. anything else. Um, so yeah, I didn't really leave the house in the leaving cer- or the summer before first year. I just stayed at home, went to the elliptical trainer, ate my three meals a day. I remember, I used to just eat two meals a day, but then I saw the Kate used to have a sandwich in the middle of the day, and I was like, "Well, Kate's skinny. Well, I can have that too." So yeah. then I added in the sandwich. Like that was how I learned how to diet. Fucking so bad, and then. Yeah, went into first year, um, had a breakdown, um, probably from all the dieting and lack of fun uh, and anxiety. But um, trying to think, I remember the first day of first year, sometimes I get into a good habit of eating okay again. I was like, oh no, like my dad actually was very good at convincing me. He had a a knack with me, like, you know, he was like, your body needs fuel, Kim, and your body's changing, like it needs, he had a good knack of mom couldn't speak, like couldn't really get through to me, but I remember he could. Yeah. And, um... I remember then going in on the first day and I had like a big lunch or like, you know, my dad had me pack it. It was like a really healthy lunch. Mm. And then I looked around and everyone else's lunch was way smaller than mine. And I remember like going all red and like getting so panicky because I was like, why did I bring so much food? I don't, I'm a greedy, hungry, um, fat girl. Yeah. So that was like the, the mm-hmm. mantra that came back into my head. So, like, yeah. yeah. So then I like threw half food in the bin or whatever and, Made sure I never bought as much food to school again. That was just like one day, is it? It's the first day of, of first year, yeah. I still remember it. Consumed, like. Mm. And, like, I know you mentioned it in the last podcast, but um, your breakdown before that. Like, would you like to go into that just a small bit? Um, yeah, like, when I went into first year, um, secondary school, just still don't really know what happened. It was just, like, my first experience with, like, anxiety... I nearly go as far as depression. Mm. Like, 
I mean, in in my opinion, it's all on the same spectrum, like, um, well, sometimes, unless it's, like, you know, diagnosed or whatever. But um, it just went to a really, really dark place. I was a really, like, anxious little kid. First year was, like, a huge shock to me. And I just remember every day walking into school, like, ha- having an inward panic attack. Yeah. And just didn't think I could get through the day. I remember going to a doctor and that's not and I was like, I can't go to school. Like, I can't do it. And I never had any problems beforehand. Like, in primary school, I was a very sociable, happy kid. Like, yeah. just couldn't face the day. I, didn't, I just remember thinking it was just like... And I could see all these years ahead of me. These, like, five, six years. I was like, I can't... I'll actually die if I go through with this. And do you think, like, the body dysmorphia was, like, a main part of that? Or was it, like, a, a range of things, like, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know, like, I think it, it it's kind of like a, when I think back, it's like all in a wheel, because, like, I, the dieting made me anxious and obsessed, and then when I was anxious, I dieted more and obsessed, yeah, and yeah. then I fell out of control, so then I tried to control my food, and it was just like a, a terrible cycle that I couldn't get off, Yeah, and then, um, and I still, like, I still actually feel emotional talking about it, because even though I was only 13, whatever, going into first year, it was the hardest thing like I've ever gone through. It just I remember every day. Um, it was like um, like a dark like sometimes I'd escape. I remember just feeling like everything was dark. Like I remember everything being dark and grey. Yeah. I couldn't look up and like I'd have to sit in every class. I was like putting all my energy into not crying, and I was like just don't cry, just don't cry, and I'd be watching the clock go by, Jeez. and then trying to get through each class. And then I remember it was on a Friday and it was in Miss O'Connor's French class, and I used to sit in the back of form two. And I remember 15 minutes, I was distracted. And I was like, oh, maybe school is fun. Like, I was like, it's gone. The darkness is gone. I didn't know what it was. I just knew. I remember telling my parents, I was like, everything's dark. Because yeah. I didn't know how to verbalize it. Yeah. And um, I remember I forgot and I felt happy again. And I was like, oh, this is good. Like, I like school again. So then I left and I was like, yeah, school is good. And I'm back to myself again. And I remember Monday um, walking into school and coming into first class and I could feel the darkness coming back. And I was like, no, no, I can't. It, I thought it was cured. Yeah. So this was just like, you know, a young child's first experience with anxiety or depression or whatever you want to call it. And that's what it felt like. It just used to come back in waves and I didn't know when it would go or how to deal with it. Mm. And the, uh, the doctor uh, in Athenry, he was actually very good because he was like, go to school. He's, and I was like, I can't go, I can't go. And he's like, go three classes at a time, go two classes at a time. So I go to school and I go for three class. Like the first week of school, I went to three classes. Then mom picked me up. Yeah. Next week, four, five, and like that. Um, very weird experience though. Still, I'll never truly know like what happened to me. Yeah. Um, but it took the year to get over it. Like yeah. That like I was anxious then the following years, but that first year was the hardest luck. Mm. I had no idea that um, you just went to school like three classes in a row or anything yeah. like that yeah I think I just did that for two weeks oh okay, okay yeah um but yeah it's, it was very like intense I remember my whole family like like was worried about me I remember my sister I went to Nina and my sister brought me for a spin and she was like you've lost so much weight what's going on yeah. and you know you need to eat and I was just 13 looking at her and I was like I remember thinking like the only thing that makes me happy is being skinny. Yeah. I don't know what else to do. I can't go to school. And the control of that too. Like yeah. it gave you some sort of self almost. Yeah. You I know? remember, I, and I thought, I don't know, I thought maybe the school was a problem. I remember even considering going to Bridget's because I thought I was going to have such, I just thought I hated the school. Well, I'm not, you didn't go because <laughs> we'd be so fucked. <laughs> oh, me and I'm actually always saying that, that thank God we didn't go to school together because we would have fucking thrived off each other's like disgusting um toxic lunches like yeah oh my god um like yeah I remember it was just I think for me like yeah I like that like timetable you had in school like your set lunches and stuff like that like I had to have salad and then like I also I almost like had like a social contract with the girls because they would see me have like seen me eat salad Mm. Literally for six years. Yeah. Like, same with my you know friends. I mean? They knew me as, like, okay, but it's nothing. She'll eat salads. And yeah. then I kind of thrived off that stere- not yeah. stereotype, but like label. I was like, yeah. it's weird. Like, yeah. Oh, it was so fucked. But I don't know. And like, I feel like with mine, sport had a lot to, a lot of drive behind like my eating disorder mm, too. Like, because I remember, remember one of my friends is like, um, I don't know, we were talking about, like, we were young again, like, maybe around 13 or whatever, and my friend, who's, like, also very, like, very slim girl, 
and she's like, oh, sure, I just burn off all my food or or whatever, you know? And I, like, literally, like, it was like a click. I was like, okay, I need to up my training. Like, mm-hmm. I need to go on runs. I need to, like, do, like, loads of camogie and stuff like that. And then after that, like, you start running with mom, like, do 5Ks and stuff like that where, mm-hmm. like, kids were never out <laughs> on the road doing 5Ks, like, know, back in the day, like, know. you know? Um and yeah like that that had a a big part I think of of my um I'd call it an eating disorder but like I only sort of recognized it in the last like maybe two years or whatever the last two or three years yeah um but, but like I don't know with you did you ever have that like with sport and camogie that like absolutely you know it yeah. fed it a bit it's like um sport was like a great um cover-up for what was actually going on yeah because I, I used to do that as well. I'd go out, I'd wake up, and it was always, like, if I was going to be true with myself, it was always um, for, like, aesthetic reasons. It was just to lose weight. Mm. And then the camogie, just, like, you know, it's, like, it gives you an excuse to be really ambitious and really competitive. Yeah. Um, And I loved camogie, but um, I do think I used, a lot, like, a an awful lot of it to uh, kind of feed my eating disorder, like, yeah. before school I'd get up um in t- like say in TY I remember right before school I'd get up and I'd go for like a 5k run and then I'd come home and I'd eat two boiled eggs and then I'd okay I could have my bread at first break so then I get to 11 and I have my bread and then I have my salad um but like my excuse for getting up in the morning to go running is oh I'm training for camogie and then I'd make mom drive me like remember in leaving cert I'd make her drive me to the pitch um every evening and I just run laps around the astroturf and I was like, oh, I'm training like before Camogie comes back. Yeah. And then when Camogie did come back, we'd have like a beep test and I'd do really well and everyone would be like, oh, Kim, you must have been training fair play to you. Yeah. And all these people like inadvertently encouraging my eating disorder. I think, yes. 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 Yeah. And all I cared about was being thin. Like, and yeah. I was competitive too, but like I just remember like with like races and running and like school Camogie, it was just like ways to lose weight like even like or we used to get free breakfast after school camogie and I remember being so hungry I remember Maz like um like I just was thinking I was like you know why can't I eat like why can't I eat too yeah and I was just like I'd never let myself eat like we might go up and have toast and stuff mm. but I was just like oh like you know if I'm to be as skinny as they marry like I, I can't eat and like shit like that so toxic like yeah like all of us were so healthy and so it doesn't even matter the aesthetic reasons don't matter it's like a mental disorder like yeah. it obviously is but I just remember thinking like I hated going up for breakfast after school movie I loved it but like it was such temptation that I might have a slice of toast before yeah. school starts yeah like ridiculous yeah so ridiculous um and I just remember matches as well, like eating salads before them and just like getting that sick feeling when you're so empty mm. and be buzzing off it because you'd feel so skinny. Yeah, I know Um, like my like stomach even like I remember just like being in so much pain, mm. like in school and in study, like I, I would have um, I'd have like an instant coffee before study and like throughout the day I'd probably had like an apple and a salad and like. I definitely no carbs at all and then just a coffee before study but I remember like I was dead in study mm. like after school study like and my stomach would be growling and I'd be trying to like like ruffle like in my bag to like stop my bed like you know mm. not trying like to hide the embarrassment of being of my belly growling yeah like, you know what of I mean? anxiety the growling causes then yes yeah, so yeah my belly used to always be like growling and groaning because it was so like um, empty but yeah. then like when you ha- I used to drink like that pints of tea yeah. I'd break try and fill me up and then it would like make your belly so bloated and sore yeah, yeah. Um, and then I definitely like I don't know about you but I had like a binge restrict cycle mm. so. yeah um, yeah um, so like a common thing is if you're like restricting your food loads I'm sure many people can relate to this they mightn't even identify it but when you restrict your food so much you end up like when you get like one taste of food or like give yourself a cheat day in quotations um you're susceptible to binging or like having a bite or something so like this is something me and Emma both experienced do you want to talk about like maybe your first experiences with binging yeah um so like I hadn't really like realized it um but like I I think it was fit steps that it really like 
um, it sort of brought it to mind or whatever with me. Um, so Fitzef is a um, it's a gym in Crawhall or whatever. I actually really miss Fitzef. <laughs> it is great. <laughs> um, yeah, Jess is great there. But so like I I had to do like you know a diary with her um, and like you know it was obviously an honest diary or whatever and like I'd write out like my like minimal car- calories like let's just say from Monday to Friday when I was in school um and then like maybe like during the weekend or like an evening um I'd eat like a whole pack of biscuits mm. or like something ridiculous or I used to actually I used to bake loads and um and that like when I baked like I'd like maybe like eat half tray brownies or like something ridiculous like that but then that followed like after the binge then it would be a massive guilt. Like mm-hmm. I would be crying almost. I'd feel so shit about mm-hmm. myself. And like, I oh, like, you know, I like got sick a few times. Um, just with the guilt of it. Sick. Yeah, I made yeah. myself sick just a few times because like the guilt was so bad. And yeah. I just felt like, oh my God, I fucking ruined this. Like yeah. I ruined my week. I tried so hard. I did such a good week. I put in all this training and I'm after eating like a load of biscuits, like, you know, and it's horrible because your head is fucked. Like, so it takes up so much energy. I never stopped thinking about food. Like, it's crazy. And I remember looking at my friends being like, I wish I could be like them and not have to think about food. I literally thought about it like all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even realize like, that people didn't think about it until really? yeah until um until you sort of sent me the that Instagram like it was like a she is an intuitive eating coach or whatever Courtney Hill Courtney Hill yeah and I was like this actually does take up like so much of my time ah uh, yeah I remember you know? looking through her post and it's like do you um obsess over food it's like one of those things that come up and like explore something it came up and it was like do you obsess over food so much that it affects your life you know and like all these sort of different posts and I was yeah. like yeah doesn't everybody yeah, yeah I suppose I can't and it was that. all these like like little behaviours that I thought were normal like I remember like you know like when you binge like the guilt after a binge like it could be so bad that like you'd hide a chocolate wrapper mm-hmm. or like something like that and I was like fuck me I actually am doing that like that yeah. is you know it's not nor- <laughs> like in hindsight like it's not normal mm-hmm. like you know but when you're in it like I, I don't know what it is it's yeah it is the control and it is like you're not trying to let yourself down and I don't know mm. I don't I can't even put it in words sometimes yeah. you know but the binge mindset is it's so horrible like if you're unlucky enough to experience it like the guilt and the shame you literally just yeah. feel like a heart and like it doesn't matter what you look like the body dysmorphia has set in you are like so you feel so huge and ugly and yeah. all these horrible things and not not horrible things like you know what I mean? It just the aesthetic just doesn't matter. It's not what's important here, but it's just like how you feel, and that when you lose that feeling of losing control, you're literally like apart from yourself. Yeah, I used to get that and like leave and search, and I'd eat so little during the week, and then like I might like stay up late to study, like a Sunday evening. Remember for history, I used to always stay up late and try and cram in an essay, like, mm. and then I'm like, well, I'll just have some snacks because this is a normal thing people do during even third. I've seen it. People snack when they're studying, yeah. Even though it was so bizarre to me, but I was like, I'll try that. And then I'd eat like a whole bag of Doritos, and then I'd be like, well, I've I've ruined it now, so we may as well just keep eating until tomorrow. Yeah. So then I keep eating and keep eating, and then I'd be like, I'm not even enjoying this, but I don't want to stop because I know the diet starts again tomorrow, and I'll be so hungry again. Yeah. And then you're just like, okay, just stop. And then I remember just being like, I don't care about anything. Like I actually don't care about anything. And I go to the bathroom. And I'd make myself sick and hoping like mom wasn't here. Yeah. I'm like, fuck's sake. It's actually shocking to say all this um, when it wasn't that long ago. Like leaving search as, what was I, 18? Yeah. And turning 22 now. Like that's not that long ago. No. That's how fried my head was, like. But even like, you, I'd, I'd never actually like let myself go, I think, until maybe like, um after first year of college like that summer and I was like do you know what I'm gonna like test this out and I'm gonna drink every week and like even drinking and stuff like that when we were younger like that Mm. you know I I wasn't letting myself go and do that because it was just you know it wasn't healthy or like 
oh, it's so it's so horrible like yeah I remember even like the summer before I went into college the same thing again I wanted to be thin for college so after leaving cert like I tried not to go out um just to keep the calories down and I used to be so hungry working work since Spencer was like and I just have my turkey burger before work and then try and wait till eight o'clock to have something else mm. but I remember just thinking well like it'll be all worth it because I'll be thin going into first year of college yeah it's so fucked like yeah and it's really, really sad, really sad that we wasted so many years and we could have just, like, loved ourselves as we were, like, yeah. you know, and, like, put all that energy into, like, being better friends, like, and being better people. But I still think that there's not, there's no education or awareness on, um, it's so, like, normalised, dieting among young girls. Yeah. Like, even now when I hear people talking about dieting, I'm like, please, like, there is so much more important things, like... Yeah, you're a per- like a f- whole person who that has so much going on. Yeah, and but there's so much pressure on young girls to look a certain way. Even with Instagram now, it's probably worse in ways. Yeah, like there are enough good stuff and counter arguments, but at the same time, like, I mean, all you have to do is look at like Love Island, which like we're both gonna watch because it'll be good crack. But at the same time, like, so much pressure on people to look thin. Yeah, there are and like. I know back when we were like dieting or whatever, there was nothing, there was no like body positivity movements or whatever. Like now there are, but still like there are still pages and like skinny tees and shite like that, that are just, they're they're horrible and they're toxic. And like, it's, you know, there's a lot more pressure there for like girls to like, to look a certain way, you know, um, like, I don't know, like, I'd hope, like, no one would look at my Instagram and be like, oh, I want to be, try, like, try to be like her because I'm like, oh, please don't. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know? Um, yeah. Um, and but it's so funny that you say that I remember, like, when I was younger, I would look at older girls' Instagrams and just be like, I want to be her. I want yeah. to be as hot as her. Yeah. Um, and, like, there's, like, until I feel like until you go through it, like stuff like when it comes to like body image and comes to terms with your body and truly just accepting your body as it is um it's a hard thing to tell somebody unless they go through it yeah but you know I would have loved to have heard this that like no matter how much weight you lose it might give you a temporary high temporary confidence it's not long lasting and it'll do a lot more damage than it will do good because you'll tie your like I suppose like if there's any like young girls listen to this and they're not sure where they're at with their body and stuff like try and ask yourself do you um like do you what's the word like tie your self-worth with how you look do you know do you feel more worthy on days where you look better or unworthy on days where you feel fatter or something like that because that is the toxic tie isn't it yeah and it's hard to differentiate between confidence and like, you know, oh, when I lose weight, I feel confident. But I don't know. I'm not really wording this very well. Yeah, I know. I like, I, like there are like fitness pages out there that are like, you know, they are healthy and they are, you know, like it's responsible and, you know, it's like a lifestyle change, mm-hmm. like. But, you know, at the same time, you see, like, the transformations and stuff like that. And, like, I don't know, like, it could even be six weeks or whatever, you know, they show the the before and after photos. And it's just, it does, you sort of, like, I feel, um, but when you see them photos, I feel like you just start again from day one. Mm. Do you ever get that? You don't, like, you sort of go cold turkey again every week, you know what I mean? And it's not not good like yeah and like I still like saying that I still get triggered sometimes with stuff that comes on in my Instagram yeah you know like not overly so but enough that it's worth noting like Mm. so um can't think of anything recently but like when stuff comes on and but like even explore is so dangerous like I like I had to change my um my gender gender on Instagram to like stop the algorithm or just like pause it a bit um because I kept getting like all these you know like they show you like a teaspoon of fucking peanut butter Mm. and a real teaspoon of peanut butter they're like 100 calories 15 like you know and all all that shite like comparing like low calorie stuff and 
like it's it's horrible like yeah. you know because you know like you know people be like oh just swap out rice for cauliflower rice and you know all that but like your body mm. needs, needs fuel it, yeah. like and you feel it as well like like me and Emma have first hand experience of like using all those alternatives they just make you feel like shit like even cauliflower rice it had I actually had it a couple of weeks ago for the crack like just to have more veggies and I had it with like uh Linda McCartney sausages and vegetables and afterwards you're just like I feel like poo block yeah you don't feel like that feeling that you get with carbs is that the feeling like you need yeah you need to have energy and stuff like that and they're we're kind of played by advertisements showing us that there's so many alternatives to that will do the same job and a lot of the time they're bullshit block yeah most of the time they're cauliflower rice is, does not do the same job as rice yeah but even like different body need like need like different fuel amounts like I used to be on a thousand calories like mm. and there's no way in hell I'd be able to live right now on a yeah. thousand calories like and you know like especially just like your like how much muscle you have and your body and everything but like you know there's all the calculators and everything like I remember just using them and calculating of like okay I need like 125 calories like or 1250 calories or whatever yeah. And like tracking it on my fitness pal and like being so rigid on it, mm. you know, when really like that app knows nothing about my lifestyle. Yeah. Like and how much you're studying and especially like people who are in school, like you don't realize, you know, the brain power that you're using and the energy it takes to do your leaving certain stuff like that, like feed yourself yeah, and mind your body. Like I probably, I, that sounds so patronizing, but like just thinking like, like that, like you guys trying to have a thousand calories and leave yeah. it and you'd be in bits like yeah you didn't realize how much pressure you're putting on your body like um from eating so little like my period stopped for stopped in sixth class i got it i think i got it at the end of fifth class stopped in sixth first second third fourth never came back really until like my leave insert no it stopped my leave insert from stress i got it in like halfway through the first year of college because i was drinking and eating and takeaways and stuff my body started leveling out mm. but like um, I was listening to a podcast recently, like, it affects your bone mass density and that stuff, that um, is irreversible, like. So the damage, if, like, people think, oh, you know, if I'm dieting, it's only part or it's only temporary. But if you're dieting um, enough, you'll stop your period and it will do long-term damage that will be irreversible. And, like, young girls, like, your, your aim should be to regulate your period because that's how you balance out your body, like. Yeah. It's healthy, like, and it's way, it's, the way it should be yeah. you know and how did you like um I suppose like combat your eating disorder we call it um I when I I think it came hand like like I said it came hand in hand with my anxiety and need for control and when my anxiety calmed down so did my eating disorder a bit yeah. but then I would see a picture of me looking fat or something and then it would flare up again yeah so say in first year I went into first year and I had died all summer and I felt really good I mean good in quotations like you know you know good on the surface I don't know how good I actually was but and I had a great time in first year so yeah. you know nothing's perfect like but um I I thought I started to eat a little bit more even though um like I've heard from friends like say like even Gavs um said to me or one of the girls that um she like it was the first time she ever like spent time with me for Gavin yeah and I lived there and she like was just like Kim eats nothing but at the time I remember eating a bit more than I usually would yeah so my um judgment of more was obviously not the general consensus like um um but I did like go drinking and I had a great time and then I had chicken burgers with the girls on the way home and all those takeaways and like all that good stuff yeah um so then I kind of relaxed. I was like, I'm staying the same weight. I'm eating whatever I want. Maybe this is finally what I've always wanted where I don't have to think about food. And I kind of start, I started to forget about it. Yeah. And then towards the end of the first year, I was feeling fat again. I was like looking at pictures and I was like analyzing my body and I was like, my clothes are getting tighter again. So I need to cut down the nights out. Um. So then like the summer of first year, going into second year, I dieted a lot. Like look, going to Croatia, that was my aim. And I started kind of, and work was really handy for me because I could try and starve myself and work but then I would kind of binge a bit from like the bins in Mercedes we kind of eat out the bins, <laughs> bins in the fridges like we go into the fridge like everything's in packages but the stuff that gets damaged like me and Adam and like whoever was Shannon used to always go in and Neve used to eat out the fridge it was so much fun but um 
even then I used to eat out the fridge and I was like, that's my dinner now. I don't have to eat for the evening. So it was a bit fucked like, and then lost a bit more weight, went to Croatia, same thing again, drinking, came back, tried to get rid of it. Yeah. And then I had discovered um, those intuitive eating pages in first year and it was what I was preaching. Yeah. But I, I think I was battling first year, second year, I was battling the internal voice that was like asking me to keep dieting and then like this other alternative that was like, oh, you know, there's a healthier, happier way to live. Yeah. So I think it was just like, how did I combat it? Um, time and like enough of those pages coming up and, you know, Zoom calls with Courtney Hill, um, this intuitive eating coach. Actually, I reached out to her and she really helped me. I remember in first year, I was really struggling. I was like, I want to diet because I want to feel good, but I know that this is against what I now stand for. Yeah. So I remember messaging her for help. And I think eventually, like, I just got there, like, with time and, you know, let myself eat a bit more. But I do think COVID maybe let me fully heal because, it, like, COVID was great for me. Like, it was the, the most downtime I've ever gotten. Yeah. From, you know, leaving like, school to first year college, working at Mark Spencer's, stopped working at Mark Spencer's, and I like, just stopped everything, wasn't doing yeah. anything. And I did, took up yoga and COVID and meditating and I spent a lot of time and I had a lot of chats with my mom and I had a lot of downtime and like my mom gave me a lot of support and enabled me to and encouraged me to do what I wanted to do so I kind of she encouraged me to teach piano and to um kind of do the stuff that I always wanted to like more music because I wasn't doing anything else. So I was like, I may as well do it now. Yeah. And all that came in hand, like as I became more like relaxed and calm and like doing things that I loved, my anxiety dissipated and so did my need to diet. Mm. And I kind of, I worked on myself a lot over COVID. So I kind of grew to love myself. Yeah, that's lovely. Yeah. So, yeah, I actually did do think COVID um, changed me so much. Yeah. I remember you said to me, um, like when you, when you showed me the... Um, Courtney Hill's pages or whatever and like uh, like you're saying like oh to look back on your photos and like instead of like um thinking oh I look shit like just like look and see how happy you are yeah you know and look in your faces and I was just like that is so like it's a way to live like Mm. rather so like anytime I look back I'm just like no like um no I look really happy or like no I had a good night or you know obviously there were nights there and like I do remember they were really shy but it was because I was so worried about myself you know mm, what I mean yeah. but like then it's the ones then that you're like no that was a great great crack and like you know you might have a fucking double chin or whatever and yeah. you're like you know like that's that's happiness like you know yeah and it's like that as well like if you ever find yourself slipping back I remember this happened at two lives to use if I ever found myself slipping back into the mindset of like dieting or feeling like a shit person because I had put on weight just think of your friends and when do you look at your friends and just be like oh, they put on weight. You just love them. Like, yeah. And you, you don't see it, like, you don't see the people, and not even friends, but you just, we're all just humans, and we're all just so self-absorbed that we stress over our bodies and stuff like that. Yeah. But if we can kind of remove ourselves from our ego, you have a lot more peace of mind, because it is your ego, like, you know, mm. it's not who you are, like, what you eat and what you look like, but it is so true, like, even now, like, when we go out and stuff and we're taking pictures, but it's so different because, like, we're just feeling great about ourselves and we're having the crack and yeah. we're like laughing at ourselves and we're feeling great about ourselves but never you know never will I look at a picture and be like I look so fat yeah. ever again like because we did that for years like me and Emma were talking about like how when we used to go out and look great your night was determined by those first few pictures and how then you looked and if I remember like if I'd been on a good kind of couple of weeks of dieting and I looked thin in the first picture mm. I mean it was the best night ever yeah you'd feel class you'd literally have such a high and like that I remember you know on a such a strict diet for weeks and then I'd look fat in the first picture and I was like what's the point yeah and then just like you just have a shit night oh depressed and you just a scowl on your face I was probably so annoying to be around like going out so like bipolar yeah but yeah I don't know did you feel the same luckery like determined on the pictures yeah yeah it was but like it is only looking back and I was I like I do there was one night I remember it was like a camogie social or whatever and I just I remember sitting and feeling like shit like I look back and I was like 
I I just remember hating what I was wearing and hating my body and just like I did not want to be there. I wanted like, you know, I was around like people that like, you know, like I was, I suppose, trying to impress because like I wanted to get on the team or whatever. And I just felt like absolute poo, like, mm. oh, my God. And I just I remember like, I, I don't know, it was so like, is it like an anxious sadness yeah. like, in me? Like, it was just sad. I just wanted to cry. Like, yeah. and I just wanted to go home like so, so badly. Um, An anxious sadness, that is what it feels like, though. Yeah, yeah. Just, and you just, there's no, you feel so um, helpless because you can't lose weight instantly. No. And you feel, I don't know, I used to get a, a kind of a feeling of safety when I go home and I make my diet plan for tomorrow. And I'm mm. like, okay, well, I'll be thin soon, so I'll be yeah. okay. But in, when you're in that moment, you're like, well, I'm fat and I, I don't, I can't escape it. Yeah. It's fucked. It's so fucked up. Yeah. I don't know. For me, um, I think it was like Rowan and that, that, like and letting myself go um that sort of cured it like mm. over the past like what two years mm. um because with Rowan like the training is just way too intense that you you have to eat and then like you know you're trying to perform too like I really love it like it, it's it's um definitely like so happy that I ever joined the club or whatever um but like there is no way I'd be able to perform at all if I if I don't keep my like my food intake up mm. or like you know if I decided to diet like it would just it's not worth it you know yeah. anymore like and I think a mix of that and um like and the intuitive eating pages and just like really like looking and valuing like different things yeah you know yeah um you know like spending time with my friends like like trying to have like as much fun on the night out and rather than like what you look like you know um I think that like that was the cure for me anyways yeah journaling probably helped us as well because if you you kind of sift through other problems it all kind of for me anyways it affects you know like that if I really get to know myself more and like figure out what I really want and what I value um the emphasis and obsession of food naturally lesson because you you realize it's all bullshit block yeah and like the voice sort of dies down in your head yeah because like there's you know there's more important things that you want to work for yeah like you know it's not like about food and body image like you know there's like you know like experiences abroad or like you know other things like and your dreams and stuff yeah 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 exactly I was actually we were talking about that before about like what used to be on our vision boards when we were younger like mine used to be size six eight point six stone um, just loads of pictures of skinny bitches. Like. Yeah. Um, but like now, when I think of what I want, in, or like when I'm visualizing what I want, and it never comes into my head what my body looks like ever. Yeah. It's always just like your dreams and the experiences and the relationships. Like. Mm. Yeah, it's a way like healthier way to be. Yeah, sure. and you feel it straight away. Like if you can just switch your mindset, you're automatically ha- happier. Like. Mm. Yeah. I hope, like, I know, like, speaking to a few of our friends that, oh, like, sorry. no one could um, relate to it, like, yeah. you know, and, like, can't even imagine it. But, like, I feel like if you are listening and you do, like, recognize these behaviors in yourself, like, maybe, like, think about it and investigate it a bit, yeah. you know? Absolutely. Okay, Em, so any advice to any young girls or girls her own age or older girls who... Um, you know, realize that they tie their self-worth to their body or how much they weigh or have issues around food? Any advice for them? Um, I think if you first see how long you're dieting for, like if it's been on for a couple of years, I think you should definitely like take a step back and see what's actually going on, you know? Um, Like there are loads of pages on Instagram body positive Sorry. influencers um like Ross Purcell and her bite back podcast is great and in, like if, even searching like intuitive eating and just like making yourself aware of like what it is and or, like or how to eat intuitively mm. um because that's how everyone really should eat you know yeah um so I think first make uh make yourself aware and then like work on filling yourself up and you know the love for yourself you know mm-hmm. um whatever that way maybe like you know um try and you know focus on other things that you love um 
like you as a person rather than like your like weight and your like a whole aesthetic like you mm. know um yeah what about you um I, if, I suppose my advice would reflect all of that maybe I'll just be more specific like like what could like little tools that could help like everything Emma said there um there's so many helpful Instagram pages um like intuitive eating pages um like intuitive coaches try and follow like go through your Instagram feed unfollow anything that you find triggering that makes you feel less than if you eat a certain food or if you look a certain way unfollow them all and then follow um I mean if you're a woman and you strive to be confident follow confident women who are body positive and follow like you know healthy eating pages that will help you um like you said like when if you've been dieting for a few years take a step back and really have a think about it all like journaling really helps with that journal you know how you feel around food you know what is what's your triggers why you feel a certain way do you think that's like a good idea yeah I think so and even like um you know like I don't know like your language around food and like good and bad foods like labeling them like there are little signs that you'll see and they'll come up on the pages like you know just to recognize them like um like eating disorders yeah um and they'll show you them all there um so I think if you do have a look at them and yeah invest in yourself as well if you do think that it's affecting your life and it's something that keeps coming up reach out to those pages like consider getting counseling for it um because it's such you know you're going to be with yourself for the rest of your life you want to get your and food is such a part of our lives you want to get your mindset around food healthy and not taxing so I do think it's worth investing in um and you know use tricks like use affirmations like write on a piece of paper like I am enough or I'm beautiful or whatever works for you and put it up in your mirror and look at it and try and if you can't love your body it's very difficult for people but like try and become body neutral like try and differentiate between your personality and your like soul so to speak like who you are and you know how much space you take up try and make that differentiation I don't know what do you think of that yeah yeah like I think filling yourself up and like realizing that there are other things but I think like that will come after you know that will like you will reflect on it like oh shit why did I spend so much time on it yeah you know but um yeah like I would I would say you can reach out to us like at the same time yeah um or like we could leave a few names on this podcast okay, yeah a few um pages that we found helpful yeah um and go have a look at them and yeah stop comparing yourself yeah. you know you're amazing yeah yeah okay um right should I finish it up yeah I think so okay thank you for listening thanks guys bye